0: Welcome to Post's Brand Insider. I'm your host, Steve Smith, Editorial Director of Events here at MediaPost. Each week, we interview marketing leaders from companies old and new about how they build and evolve their brands on an unpredictable media and culture terrain. In addition to this full audio interview in podcast form, we also publish a companion newsletter with highlights from the Q&A. MediaPost has been covering marketing and media news for over 20 years. You can find the Brand Insider Weekly as well as our daily coverage at MediaPost.com. For now, let's get into it. Let's welcome to The Brand Insider, Denise Jeske, who is the VP of Integrated Customer Marketing at the e-retailer Zulily. Denise has extensive experience working with a number of famous brands, including Kraft and Starbucks, as well as digital natives like RealSelf and Zulily. Over a decade old, Zulily has been a D2C retailer that many may be familiar with uh, primarily through the pioneering of online flash sales. But it's uh, announcing this week a shift in emphasis towards overall value and customer experience. And these are some of the themes that we want to uh, to explore with Denise today. Denise, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, let's do a little uh, basic marketers gut check of Zulily. Um, tell us about your current customer base, size and growth.
1: Yeah, our current customer base, it's mom's really so has always been all about serving moms and when we talk about moms we particularly focus on moms of young children so moms that have kids between zero and 12 um and that's been sort of in our DNA and our sweet spot forever and and one that we continue to hone in
0: so in terms of age demographics more in the in the 2030s range
1: well that actually continues to change right uh yeah. but we really we really think between 25 and 44 and mm-hmm. uh, because those, those are the parents today for kids zero to 12. Um, and even that creates some complexity, right? Because the way that we talk to the 25 to the 35 is slightly different to the 35 to 44. So we really focus much more about mom, what are the insights, uh, what is she going through and more of those stages and attitudes of life and kind of how we empathize with the daily pressures that she has mm-hmm. more so than here is sort of like a clean demographic break. Okay.
0: Um, and what what are the main goods that you're selling? Um, is it mainly clothing, women's and and uh, and children's clothing, toys, baby accessories? What's the range or the best sellers within your category?
1: yeah, it's it's a little bit of everything. So we think of Zulily as an online superstore for mom. and uh, we do offer uh, exclusive daily deals, which are a lot of our flash sales. We do have a lot of brand names and uh, on-trend styles, and then uh, what we talk about is everyday value. But we sell. Uh, a lot of the baby gear, uh, baby clothing, uh, mom's fashion, and then uh, decor for the home. And we really like to say that there's unique items for for her, things that she wasn't expected to find that are pretty unique to Zulily.
0: And most of these are recognizable name brands. So this is mean. This is really like an, a digital version of a department store focused on this segment.
1: Yeah, we have a mix. Uh, we love our, our partner brands uh, that build a lot of credibility and trust uh with with our moms and our shoppers and they love a good deal on those brands but we also carry a lot of smaller brands as well um Zulu has always been uh, a great partner to to smaller businesses as well as kind of up-and-coming brands um because it's just such a huge platform to to put those brands in front of in front of the shoppers uh, and then um so it's really a variety of things and that's sort of a lot of why there's that sense of discovery of new things mm-hmm. at absolutely
0: so let's let's dig into the marketing plan. And traditionally, I know we're going to talk about how some of the changes that you're making to the site may change the marketing mix. But traditionally, what have been the most reliable marketing channels for acquiring customers, and, and what, what does your media mix look like?
1: Yeah, traditionally, uh, we had been doing a lot of uh, TV, both CTV and linear TV I uh, rely heavily on social channels, um, the Facebooks of the world, of course, uh, it's kind of a wide-reaching channel, and uh, the affiliates channel is actually pretty successful for us as well, uh, where we partner with over 700 influencers and other affiliate partners to bring that traffic to Zulily. So that's been um, kind of a, our traditional mix so far. Um, can you give us sort
0: of a thumbnail of the main changes that you're executing this week, especially from a customer's perspective, because I know that experience is one of the things that you're focusing on here. So what will this Lily shopper encounter here that's maybe new and different.
1: So one of the key pivots that we're doing is that um, we're not only just offering flash deals or kind of our exclusive daily deals, we're actually pivoting to having uh, everyday value for the customer. So we are partnering with some of our um, key brands uh, to be able to offer them inventory that's available to her on a daily basis. So even though she might still be coming to Zulily for, uh, for that deal uh, that we're promoting through our email channel, for example, and um, when she's going through Zulily, she'll be able to find things that no longer disappear in 72 hours. So mm-hmm. she'll be able to come here for more of those everyday staples, but always at a value, which continues to be one of our promises to our customer. Um, in, in the past, and this will continue to be part of us, we've been focused very much on that sense of discovery and anticipation. So it's like, oh, what, I wonder what I can find today. But we're actually optimizing some of our search uh, so that she can look and seek for things that she might be looking for. Uh, But always always will will remain remain pretty curated so that she's not overwhelmed with this kind of never ending scrolling of lists of the same item over and over again.
0: Uh, Have you changed your your personalization scheme for the site experience or for the email experience?
1: it's a mix Uh, that's i mean this is brand new so we're still working through what is the optimal personalization and how do we mix mix some of those daily deals with more of that persistent inventory in some of our sorts and personalization so we're trying to figure out what's the right balance between the two so for the email channel for example um every Zulily customer gets the daily deals in the morning uh usually it's a.m. they get all their daily deals and that's where we bring a lot of our traffic So that one, that email will stay stay pretty much talking about the daily deals Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we'll kind of change in some of our personalization for more of like the kind of the urgency and some of the other communications that we have throughout the day.
0: Are there particular categories of products that you're putting into this bucket of everyday items? Is there an area where you're sort of trying to shift people into thinking of Zulily as a kind of persistent source of a certain type of good?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a pretty wide variety of things, but some of the focus for us has been uh, women's women's apparel, uh, shoe categories, pretty big and significant for us. And then we have a huge opportunity with uh, baby and nursery. Uh, obviously, those are things that our customers love. They want to get a good value and deal. And it's not an area that we've been able to offer consistently to her uh, since there's only a deal for three days on, say, their favorite stroller. Uh, So we're definitely doubling down on more of that, uh, those things that you need year round, uh, not just uh, over a three day period.
0: So I know, like all DDCs, you guys are very data driven um, and you don't do anything unless you've got some good charts and spreadsheets to justify what you did. Um, and you did a lot of, of upfront customer research on this. So let's dig in a little bit into the kind of questions that you were asking and the, and the discoveries you made about your customer base that led towards this new shift, this shift in, in product emphasis.
1: Yeah, we, we did so much research. Uh, I, it, it was sort of like the main first project um, as part of this whole change. And we started really with um, just consumer conversations and um, tell us more about your perception of Zulily. If you have not shopped at Zulily, um, why, if you're aware of it, what might have kind of stopped you for, for from coming here? And really kind of putting ourselves in the shoes of a, of a mom of a young, of a young kid. Um, and how busy they are and how much pressure they're feeling from just so many different things. Um, So some of the questions are really day in the life. How are you shopping? How do you make choices between all the different retailers? Uh, What are those experiences that are underwhelming to you? Um, What would be the ideal shopping experience for you if you had to map it? Um, And then, of course, follow that with quant studies. to so kind of, what, what, sort of, what sort of answers
0: did you get to those questions like what what would keep somebody from coming to to Zulily. Um, I'm curious what were the things that you decided you really needed to solve for.
1: Yeah, uh, some of the things it was just like the one of the key things was that they, they love everything that really offer. Uh, they thought it was really fun. They love the curation but they couldn't come like every single day. And just when they had a, oh, I need a dress for this particular party, uh, we weren't necessarily always offering it. So they would be way more loyal if they actually could find some of those deals that they've come to Nezolily for on a daily basis. Um, One of the other insights for us is just the way that our inventory and just our shopping model works where we don't really place orders until after the customer places the order. So it's sort of a bit of the flash sales model, right? Like customers place all the orders. At that point, we place the order. So it takes some of our customers a little bit longer to, to get their, their product. Mm-hmm. We think that the deal's worth the wait. A lot of our customers think that the deal's worth the wait, but we weren't even telling them why some, some of the things might take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and then even expressing uh, what are the things that they could get right away. So those are some of the dissatisfiers uh, and a little bit we needed to improve our communication explaining how we do it and kind of be more reliant on uh, those deals uh, on an everyday basis uh, versus just more like whenever we we put a particular deal on the site.
0: So let's move from from those insights and the changes in the site into how you're going to market this, um, because in one sense, it seems like. Zulily is one of the one of those uh, direct consumer brands that really popped because it had a very distinct feature, a very distinct experience around the flash sales. But then over time, you discover well that can be a weakness too, because it can it can exclude us from certain categories of shoppers. So now you have to go back to both existing shoppers and maybe people who you lost or people that have only vaguely heard of you, and convince them otherwise, um, or convince them that there's a new experience here. Um, so I'm curious both about how um, you're going to use the new um, the new website and structure to um, uh, to feed new marketing and also what sort of messaging you're gonna use.
1: Yeah, so our positioning overall, is that, so it's that Zulili is that online superstore. I think in the past we couldn't really say that, but now we're really making that statement that it's an online superstore for mom. Mm-hmm. And at Zulili, uh, we believe that she can come and have fun shopping without breaking the bank. So that's sort of our our positioning. it's It's a fun experience where she can be she can forget a little bit about her to-do list uh, and the endless scrolling and mm-hmm. really have fun shopping and discovering those kind those daily deals uh, as well as those brands that she trusts. Mm-hmm. Some of the ways that we are we're bringing this into into the market, it's it, because we no longer have flash sales, it actually opens up a lot of new markets or new marketing channels for us, things mm-hmm. like SEO. We couldn't tap it to before because our stores would be uh, closing uh, pretty quickly. So that's a new channel that we can uh, finally leverage. It also creates efficiencies in our some of our other marketing channels, like even social, because some of those feeds don't need to be updated uh, daily, mm-hmm. uh, like we've had in the past. And then even on our email channels and our own channels, uh, what we found is that some of our customers weren't checking their email every day or their push notifications every day. So mm-hmm. when they actually saw a deal, the deal would be gone. Mm-hmm. So now we're actually able to mix some of those things um, so that she's able to find those uh, everyday values as well as her favorite brands on a daily basis. And then we've always done uh, influencer and affiliate partnerships. Uh, that's something that we'll continue to double down on. um, We're starting to explore way more on TikTok, uh, which wasn't a channel that we had tapped into the past and creating more mom videos within it. And then um, even testing the water with like live stream shopping, uh, I would say that's still pretty nascent for us. we have we could learn a lot from our partners and uh parents at hsn and qvc but we have a lot of uh, opportunity also with our livestream shopping that, that we're going to be tapping into this year
0: uh let me uh, back up and talk about the influencers for a second because you have quite a vast network of, of influencers yeah. um tell me a little bit about how you've briefed them and how this may change the relationship with them because i imagine in the past they were really great uh, almost real-time beacons of your flash sales. Now you may be asking them to do, or giving them the opportunity to do something different.
1: And overall, it, the changes have been so welcome. Uh, and they're very, very excited about the changes because they're pretty, um, we make sure that a lot of this partners and affiliates are, actually love the Zulily, uh the Lily store and what we offer and that they're moms. Um, so. For them it's just been pretty uh it's kind of nice because they can promote some of these things longer uh, and a little bit on a longer timeline and we can even provide them with more samples that they can use in some of their um in some of their content Mm -hmm. as you can imagine when we only have sales for three days or for a day uh it's really hard to provide them with samples which really enables their marketing overall but Mm -hmm. um it's been super well received uh we've also recently implemented Free shipping with a minimal minimum offer uh, with a minimum purchase, which they're also very excited about, and kind of continue to to share those news with some of their customers because that was also used to be a barrier for us. Um, and then overall, like I think that they continue to talk about the sense of discovery, the quality that we offer, and just anticipation of getting that Zulily package.
0: How do you manage your influencers? Are you are you <clears throat> how much of you know what what's that? How do you do this? You, I, I gather you're doing it internally, not working necessarily working through uh, a, th- a third-party broker. Um, and so, how is that organized, and, and who staffs that, and what's the nature of the communication with them?
1: Yeah. So we have um, we actually have two teams. Uh, we have an, a team that's very focused on affiliate marketing, um, and obviously that has a some a lot of influencers as part of that network. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's an internal team uh, with lots of experience just kind of managing those relationships we call it a zoo squad uh mm-hmm. or the lily squad and they're managing those relationships and really uh, they have newsletters for them like their own site uh, and then their own way of communication and then uh also kind of offering search offers and or new promotions and, and new content for them to share um, so that one's easier to measure in a way because there's a direct correlation with, with sales. Uh, obviously, we set up different contracts and royalties and um and and different commission base with all those with that network of influencers. And then we also have brand influencers, so it's a little bit less tied to how many units we're selling. Uh, those are obviously a, a lot harder to measure. But we think that there's an equity uh, associated with some of them um, and and that partnership really goes a long way for us. And and, I'm then speaking about our product without necessarily pushing a particular item.
0: Uh, Again, I want to back up because the influencers, some of the things you mentioned about the influencer piece are really interesting because I know that a lot of other uh, marketers are fascinated with how to manage influencers. It sounds like you have a pretty evolved method where you're mentioning you have things like newsletters, you have a sense of community among them as well. Take us inside a little bit of that about how that works, because I'm not sure that a lot of brands are working at that level with their influencers.
1: Yeah, we uh, we do. And, and we really double down on, on them because of of our demographics, right? Uh, we want to attract. And it's that mom, and she's on TikTok, she's on <laughs> Instagram, she's on all those channels. Uh, and And it is... Um, I would say there's a team of, um, we have, a, I think, I don't even, there's a team of like eight or nine or 10 people actually, uh, what that's their daily job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really finding who fits our brand, uh, reaching out to them, working in some instances with influencer and affiliate networks as well. So it's not just a one-on-one outreach, but also working with that networks. And for some of them, we have a one-on-one relationship and, Uh, We partner with them even on some of the creative concepts. We have affiliates that create and curate events at Zulily, uh, which we love doing. So we allow them to say, hey, here are some of the events that are coming. And then we allow them to curate an event that is just uh, curated by them. And and then we promote that event and that uh, particular affiliate or influencer also promotes their event. And we allow them to do that I mean, we love it, and and they love it, uh, and and it's just like a really fun overall experience. But it does require, um, it re- does require a partnership and constant communication and good management, and also, kind of like a back and forth to to understand how do we make it work better. Um, and it's an active work stream. It's not like a one time and done, but it's really a daily investment.
0: I'm really, in, yeah. I think that that's fast, That's fascinating. the The idea that um, you really need to be, especially with contemporary content creators. I mean, they've sort of moved now from influencers to content creators, um, and and needing to feed them content, needing to feed them material, being a collaborator in their creation of their content um, seems to be like a key to a lot of the brands that I think are on the on the advanced
1: edge of this. Yeah, um, I mean, and I think we know this always, but it's sort of we need to give them the flexibility to say it in their own words and their own ways, uh, mm-hmm. because that's how they've attracted their audiences.
0: Right. So even
1: though as a brand marketer, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we say the message exactly the way I wanted you to say it. Mm-hmm. We also have to give them the flexibility to, to do it in their way. Um, and, and that really requires trust and part of the vetting process to ensure that for us it's the right audience and the right voice. Mm-hmm. uh and the right representative for our brand
0: um you mentioned live live uh streaming and i'm curious about that because a lot of people have been experimenting with it tell us a little bit about how you've dipped into it where what channels you've used and if you've got had any initial insights about how you think you'll be using this going forward
1: yeah uh so i would say we're still pretty pretty early on uh on this we're starting to define like what is it that our customers want? Who are the right spokespeople uh, and for us? And uh, even if it's kind of internal team versus particular influencers or affiliates that can do this for us. Uh, and we're starting primarily with sort of the, the more streamlined channels like Instagram uh, and Facebook uh, just because of the wide reach uh, of those platforms. But it's definitely something that we want to continue to evolve and understand if we can kind of stand up on our own. Uh, do it our and where we do it, what we're promoting, uh, etc. But it's, I would say, it's pretty much in our infancy in, in the infancy today.
0: Um, I'm, I, we started at the top by talking about what your media mix was, and you had said traditionally, you and and yeah, and I'm curious now if that mix has changed or will change you did mention that that this new format does allow you to dip into seo a little bit more seriously but i'm curious about and and you had said that before you'd been leaning a lot into tv and ott um does this new structure this new focus um does it change the marketing mix and moving forward do you see significant changes in where you're going to be where you're going to be placing your media money
1: yeah, uh, I would say absolutely., uh, like I mentioned before, so we had done traditional TV, um CTV, and a lot of performance marketing as well. I mean, we're e- uh, an e-commerce mm-hmm. uh, retailer, and we're always focused on on the data, like you mentioned, and how do we measure. So we've been super reliant on on performance marketing. But now that we have sort of a brand reinvention, uh, we're addressing readdressing and reinviting a lot of those moms to come back. And, and or uh, stay with Zulily, we're definitely gonna be using, continue to use TV, CTV, continue to uh, invest in affiliates. We we really love the affiliates and influencer partnerships, uh, understand where we can partner more. Uh, we've kind of started dipping our toes in co-creations of some lines with some of the influencers. And then, um, and I think that the ones that really opens up is just our ability to the efficiencies that we get from things like I mentioned, like SEO, which is brand new for us, which is kind of hard to believe in this uh, in this world. Uh, But we can actually start tapping into SEO as well as kind of improving some of our internal uh, pay channels. We have been super reliant on social, uh, particularly Facebook, but I think we're also need to and are starting to diversify that. And ensuring that we're investing in some of the new and growing social platforms, um, and as well as audio. Um, I know I'm kind of rambling on all these activities, okay. but it's really a comprehensive, multi-layer media plan.
0: Um, so uh, I've been asking this of almost all the direct-to-consumer brands that we're uh, talking to, is we're, we ourselves are leading up to our own D2C summit in Austin next month, um, and I'm hearing a lot of different responses. What can you tell us about what you're seeing among your customers in, in changing behaviors um, and changing usage and changing spend as we move post-COVID, but perhaps maybe into recession? I'm curious, from Zuilli, what are you seeing with your customers?
1: Yes, uh, what we're seeing, uh, and again, our focus is always on mom, is that she just feels like under a lot of pressure. Uh, we've seen that she continues to communicate, high burnout, uh, been working full time in a lot of instances or leaving her jobs. Uh, so she has kind of a when we think of the pressures that she's under, and this has kind of been like it, it's kind of gotten even worse. But it's a lack of time. Uh, I think very few of them. I think I saw something like 70% of them have not spent a single hour just to themselves in the last 24 hours. But they they have lack of time. They still want to be the perfect mom, even though they don't necessarily agree with that statement. Uh, they feel the inflation. I think inflation reached at 9.1%. So they're feeling a little bit tighter tighter budgets overall. And since they're the household CEOs, they're trying to see how they can manage uh, the budgets and continue to expand that dollar. And then they just have a bit of digital fatigue. They've been in front of their screens or helping their kids, kids to be in front of the screen. They've been doing a lot of shopping online. And then they're just tired of the endless scrolling and continuing to look at just endless items with this mentality of, I need to check these things off the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Like how quickly can I get this done and fun? Like they used to think of shopping as a fun thing. Uh, what we're hearing a lot from our moms, from the moms we talked to is that shopping was fun. It was a pastime, I, I loved it. But now when I have to shop for my whole family and, and check everything off that list and find something for everybody, it's just, hard <laughs> and exhausted and tired from it. So what we've heard from them is just that they feel all this pressure, this stress, uh, stressors, and then they're just trying to find value. Uh, they're trying to find convenience. Um, and then just more of that curated experiences overall, overall.
0: I love that last point. I want to uh, maybe circle back and end on that. Um, you said they're not finding shopping fun anymore. Um, do you, so is your aim in response to that sentiment is, do you think that Zulily is responding to that by saying, okay, it's not fun, but let's just get it done and we'll help you get it done, or we're gonna make it a little fun again? Which do you, where do you think this experience falls in answering that problem for for, for moms?
1: Yeah, it's absolutely, we're gonna make it fun again for her. That's what we've been known for. Uh, we, we think that fun is part of the deal. Uh, that's the way we talk about it. You're going to get deals, but you're going to have a lot of fun finding them. Uh, that discovery of, hey, what might be new today? Uh, it's a lot of curation on our site, a lot of personalization. And we think that it's a destination where where you don't come with, uh, with all that pressure, uh, but you actually get snackable kind of shopping experiences, right? A lot of our moms look at our site and then just kind of shop during the day when they're waiting for something versus going in with like, here's what I need to get done, or here's what I need to buy. But they just love coming here and and discovering what might be new and might catch their attention.
0: Denise Jeske, uh, VP of Integrated uh, Customer Marketing at Zulily, thank you so much for your insights today. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. It was really nice talking to you.
0: Thanks for hitting play on MediaPost Brand Insider Podcast. We're here each week interviewing marketing executives from large and small, legacy and emerging brands. They share their experiences navigating the challenges of commercial clutter, media distraction, and consumer disinterest. You can also subscribe to the Brand Insider newsletter for edited text editions of these Q&As. For this and all of the marketing and media news reporting MediaPost has provided the industry for two decades, head over to MediaPost.com. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions for Brand Insider, you can always reach me, Steve Smith, at steve at mediapost.com. Until next week, let's market carefully out there.